This is Everyday Light, a perfectly imperfect reading of the One Year Daily Bible. I'm Molly, a fellow pilgrim on the road to the kingdom, and it is a joy to have you traveling this journey with me, with the Word of God as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Welcome. This is the One Year Bible Reading for December 4th. We are finishing the book of Daniel today. We're starting in chapter 11, verse 36. And where we are in Daniel's vision and um, all these prophecies that he has foreseen and that are now being explained to him is we are past the point in time, which is history to us. And everything that we are hearing about now, at least according to my eschatological point of view, is still future. So even now we are awaiting these events to come. The king will do as he pleases, exalting himself and claiming to be greater than every god there is, even blaspheming the god of gods. He will succeed until the time of wrath is completed, for what has been determined will surely take place. He will have no regard for the gods of his ancestors, or for the god beloved of women or of any other god, for he will boast that he is greater than them all. Instead of these, he will worship the god of fortresses, a god his ancestors never knew, and lavish on him gold, silver, precious stones, and costly gifts. Claiming this foreign god's help, he will attack the strongest fortresses. He will honor those who submit to him, appointing them to positions of authority and dividing the land among them as their reward. Then at the time of the end, the king of the south will attack him, and the king of the north will storm out against him with chariots, cavalry, and a vast army. He will invade various lands and sweep through them like a flood. He will enter the glorious land of Israel, and many nations will fall. But Moab, Edom, and the best part of Ammon will escape. He will conquer many countries, and Egypt will not escape. He will gain control over the gold, silver, and treasures of Egypt, and the Libyans and Ethiopians will be his servants. But then news from the east and the north will alarm him, and he will set out in great anger to destroy many as he goes. He will halt between the glorious holy mountain and the sea, and will pitch his royal tents there. But while he is there, his time will suddenly run out, and there will be no one to help him. At that time, Michael, the archangel who stands guard over your nation, will arise. Then there will be a time of anguish greater than since any since nations first came into existence. But at that time, every one of your people whose name is written in the book will be rescued. Many of those whose bodies lie dead and buried will rise up, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine as bright as the sky and those who turn many to righteousness will shine like stars forever. But you, Daniel, Keep this prophecy a secret. Seal up the book until the time of the end. Many will rush here and there, and knowledge will increase. Then I, Daniel, looked and saw two others standing on opposite banks of the river. One of them asked the man dressed in linen, who was now standing above the river, How long will it be until these shocking events take place? The man, dressed in linen, who was standing above the river, raised both hands toward heaven and took his solemn oath by the one who lives forever. It will go on for a time, times, and half a time. 
generally considered to be 33, uh, three and a half years. When the shattering of the holy people has finally come to an end, all these things will have happened. I heard what he said, but I did not understand what he meant. So I asked, how will all this finally end, my Lord? But he said, go now, Daniel, for what I have said is for the time of the end. Many will be purified, cleansed, and refined by these trials. But the wicked will continue in their wickedness, and none of them will understand. Only those who are wise will know what it means. From the time the daily sacrifice is taken away, and the sacrilegious object that causes desecration is set up to be worshipped, there will be 1,290 days. That is three and a half years. And blessed are those who wait and remain until the end of the 1,335 days. And I haven't heard of uh, a convincing explanation, so share with me if you know it, what those extra days involve. As for you, go your way until the end. You will rest, and then at the end of these days, you will rise again to receive the inheritance set aside for you. 1 John chapter 4. Dear friends, do not believe anyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God, for there are many false prophets in the world. This is the way to find out if they have the Spirit of God. If a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ became a human being, that person has the Spirit of God. If a prophet does not acknowledge Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has the spirit of the Antichrist. You have heard that he is going to come into the world, and he is already here. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won your fight with these false prophets, because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. These people belong to this world, so they speak from the world's viewpoint, and the world listens to them. But we belong to God. That is why those who know God listen to us. If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. That is how we know if someone has the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is born of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not love, know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. It is not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love has been brought to full expression through us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who proclaim that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in him. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment because we can face him with confidence, because we are like Christ here in this world. 
Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of judgment. And this shows that his love has not been perfected in us. We love each other as a result of his loving us first. If someone says, I love God, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we have not seen? And God himself has commanded that we must love not only him, but our Christian brothers and sisters too. Psalm 123, a psalm of ascent. I lift my eyes to you, O God, enthroned in heaven. We look to the Lord our God for his mercy, just as his servants keep their eyes on their master as a slave girl watches her mistress for the slightest signal. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy, for we have had our fill of contempt. We have had our fill of the scoffing of the proud and the contempt of the arrogant. Proverbs 29, 2-4 When the godly are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked are in power, they groan. The man who loves wisdom brings joy to his father, but if he hangs around with prostitutes, his wealth is wasted. A just king gives stability to his nation, but one who demands bribes destroys it. And to end today, I want to share with you, you can't see this probably, but my new Advent devotional, Shadow and Light by Tish Oxenrider. It is new this year. I ordered it and it just came in the mail. And um, I actually love it. It's a really cool combination of um, a celebration of Advent and, and the Advent and a better understanding of the liturgy of the church, something I've been fascinated with for a while. So it kind of encompasses a book that I uh, wanted to write myself, and it's always a joy to find that someone's already written it. So um, this is from week one Friday, which is what we are at in Advent. It's easy to see the shadows of earth. Our human condition wires us to notice the depraved injustices, the depressing news, the distraught people around us. Because we live in a time of already but not yet, our world is not as it should be. So we wait wondering if there is reason to hope. Shadows imply light. Plato once told the story of a cave of shadows and people entranced by their flickering dance on the wall. Yet the shadows are not the reality. They merely hint at the full truth behind those gazing at the wall. We too tend to stare at the shadows in front of us, ignoring the light behind. If we live in the shadow lands of burden and challenge, our survival depends on the hope that there is a light source and that the shadows weaken the closer we move to the light. In Advent, then, we recognize the shadows for what they are as we move slowly toward the origin of that ray of light beaming on our cave wall. And they share Psalm 16, 5 through 11. The Lord is my chosen portion in my cup. You hold my lot. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a goodly and I have a goodly heritage. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I keep the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body also rests secure. For you do not give me up to Sheol or let your faithful one see the pit. You show me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. 
the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the question of the day is, where do you see the hand of God working in the midst of shadows? And they recommend listening to Of the Father's Love Begotten. So maybe you can Google that song, Of the Father's Love Begotten, as a way of uh, either starting or ending your day today, depending on when you listen. Love you all. Have a beautiful day.